Ahem. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Hunter here, and I'm here with everyone's favorite uh, country lad, <laughs> Scott. Scott, how you doing, man? Doing good. Good, man. Um, so, I so as you know, I always look forward to getting your thoughts on pretty much anything we review. I'm really curious to hear what you thought about this. Uh, we are talking about The Killing Joke, the uh, the movie that just came out, uh, actually just under a month ago, about, about three weeks ago. So I I never go out to movies on Mondays because, you know, hunters, hunters are old and they don't want to sleep. Um, <laughs> they they want to get some sleep. So, uh, But I actually went and saw this on a Monday night. It was like, it was like a Fandango event, I believe. Um, so I actually went and saw this after I got back from uh, Seattle. Uh, this, uh, so... I was really excited for this. Um, Scott, did you ever read the graphic novel of this, by the way? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, you have not. Okay. I haven't. I don't know if I've read extensively any graphic novel besides, pop, you know, a little bit of X Men, a little bit of Deadpool, and that's really it. Okay, fair enough. Um, what I will say, man. Oh man, dude. So it, it it's by by comic nerds it's really known as one of those those holy grail type uh type stories this was of course written by alan moore who could, of course wrote Watchmen. um so uh it, it definitely has a high you know it had a lot to live up to and i gotta tell you scott just kind of jump in here um i was really disappointed by this to be totally honest really yeah like like, almost to a point, I couldn't believe how disappointed I was. So, um, let's just kind of jump into what this is about. So, you know what? I always talk about the the, the comic book stuff. I, I would like to hear what you, like, get it from your perspective. So, we'll, we'll just applaud this movie, Scott. Um, so, jumps in following uh, Batgirl's story, um, essentially, and she's been with Batman for three years and basically um, uh, just kind of a bit about background between them and then um, do a little ass kicking together and then ass grabbing and then (laughs) kind of turns into finally kind of towards the end turns into a Joker Joker fiasco and um, you know it Kind of a, from what I understand, some classic Joker um, games and ruses. Um, who is played by Mark Hamill, who I love. Um, yes. he, he I think he plays a great Joker personally. Um, he played one for a while too. I just got yeah. I just got done watching. Um, um, I believe it's called Who's Who's That Voice? Or I I know that yeah. voice. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, yeah. Where it kind of talks about voice actors and how Mark Hamill is really key in a lot of a lot of different um, voiceovers. But anyways, um, I know that voice. By the way, I know that voice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, then that, that kind of opened it up me personally to the voice acting side and really watching this movie kind of give me a second glance at. The, the actors themselves and how they, you know, might differ from a real picture film or um, it, it just kind of gave me a different pers- perspective. So going into this one, I kind of paid closer attention to the characters and the people who actually 
voice to them. Um, but so essentially Joker captures um, Batgirl's dad, who happens to be Commissioner Gordon. Yes, sir. And the, the last act is Batman going to get him um, and to rescue him. Um, and that's, I mean, that's really the bare bones of it. Yeah, so let let me just say, so um, since you didn't read the graphic novel, allow old uh, allow old Hunter here to fill you in on some things. So one of the general things that pretty much everyone agrees on for the uh, based on the graphic novel is that fact that Batgirl is really used just as a plot device. Um, once she gets Oh, by the way, spoilers, because there would be that one person who's like, you didn't say spoilers, there's spoilers for this. Um, there, uh, the general consensus for the graphic novels that Batgirl is really used just as a plot toy, a device. Uh, she gets shot by the Joker uh, really viciously, by the way, and, um, and that's really kind of the trigger for Batman to go uh, into action. So that first 20 minutes-ish... Uh, where it's all Batgirl's story, Scott, that's actually not in the graphic novel at all. Um, oh, really? So that's not, yeah. that's something added later. So is, yeah. is Batman Batman the Killing Joke, is that the name of the series? Is that the whole oh, na- name of the whole series, or is that just the name of this movie? Oh, it, it's just a one-off, and it's just called The Killing Joke. Uh, okay. So, but um, what, um, what people have said about the graphic novel is that it really doesn't give Batgirl enough backstory, and... I'm going to tell you right now, the backstory they gave her, God, that was probably my biggest problem with this movie, is what they tacked on. Uh, so really, the only, uh, the backstory they gave her, even the movie kind of makes fun of itself. It's like, oh, I bet you didn't expect it to start like this. I'm like, you're goddamn right, I didn't, because this isn't the fucking movie. And um, so it's really about Bagger hunting down this uh this this really just mobster douchebag. Um, I can't think of the dude's name. I'm trying to find it, but yeah, he he is a dude like a douche more so than even even a douche would be. Like you're kind of a douche. Like this guy sucks. Was it Francesco? Like, no, the Murray. Yeah, it, it's some Italian. Some name, yeah, I think it is yeah. Francesco. Uh, but. He, but he basically, you know, is like some spoiled mob kid. I believe it's his uncle, um, is kind of busting his shots because, you know, hey, he lost him a hundred grand because of Batgirl and Batman. So, uh, basically he killed his uncle because, you know, why not? And, uh, as you do. And, uh, and so it's about him really, like, like, overly sexualizing Batgirl. Like, to a point where, look, you know, as much crap as I talk on this, on this podcast, even I was sitting there like, this is kind of uncomfortable. And the movie almost turns and looks at you and goes, don't you override, oh, don't you sexualize Batgirl, even though Batman does at a point. And uh, that and, whole and first... And so does, so does Francesco. Yeah, and, and, and honest to God, like the, that, I think that just started the movie off for me with a really bad taste in my mouth. Um... So, Kevin Conroy, who voices Batman, has voiced Batman since Batman the Animated Series. Uh, I don't give a shit what anyone says. Mark Hamill will always be my Joker. Kevin Conroy will always be, uh, will always be my, uh, will always be my Batman. They, they were, they're amazing playing those characters. And they voiced them in the Arkham game, so yay. But, um, Kevin Conroy, him voicing Batman is awesome. 
But the stuff they gave Batman to say was some of the cheesiest dialogue I've ever heard from a Batman movie, to be totally honest. There's this point where him and Batgirl are arguing on this rooftop, and, you know, he tells her, like, you're off this case because he's infatuated with you, and you let him get away, or something like that effect. And, um, is that what you they're... Know, ca- is that, I- is that what they're calling their missions these days? Cases? Is that is it kind of because in this world they're working really closely? It seems like in this world they're working very closely with the, the police department. Yeah, so I mean, that's something in the comics that's gone back and forth. Sometimes, you know, Batman does work closer with the cops. Sometimes he's definitely more of a vigilante, like kind of a, you know, a lone, a lone, uh, a lone bat, if you will. <laughs> <I> will. <laughs> but, but, uh, but what killed me about this is that one of the things that um, that always made Batgirl such a cool character is that she chose uh, to become Batgirl. She didn't, you know, she, she didn't lose her parents so that Batman took her in or anything like that. She decided to become Batgirl because she had a, you know, she had a strong moral compass and wanted to do what was right. Um, they really take that away from her in this movie. It really seems like she's only being Batgirl because she's chasing after Batman after their uh, their hookup on uh, on the rooftop, which is really <laughs> creepy, by the way. And, uh, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring it back to another DC movie. Uh, maybe sex does not make me uncomfortable because I'm great at it. But, I um, mean, <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that out there. But uh, do you remember Watchmen when there was that sex scene to uh, Bob Dylan's Hallelujah? Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. I don't, I don't remember Watchmen very much. Oh, well, you, well, you shouldn't, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's Silk Spectre and I, I can't, uh, Patrick Warb, uh, not Patrick Warburton, that's the tick, uh, Patrick, uh, I can't remember last guy's last name, but he, but yeah, they have sex with Bob Dylan's Hallelujah and this is the most uncomfortable sex scene, maybe only topped by this, because, look, I, I that, don't, I don't think it was as much, uh, like, out of place as it was just, I don't know, unnecessary. I mean, I guess you could say it's the same thing, but I feel like it was just came out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, really? And then that is supposedly the reason why she doesn't feel like she needs to fight evil anymore. Like, that's the main, like, that's her driving force is, oh, can't be with Batman. Well, see you later. Can't, you can't do this anymore. Seriously, and that's what it feels like. And I, it, and by the way, the pan up to the gargoyle just added that extra little <laughs> cherry on top of creepy. It's like, god damn it, movie. So that full Batman whole first half gets his way. Yeah, yeah apparently. And I, I mean, there was some dialogue that I did chuckle at. Like, there's this point where, um, you know, she refers to him as his or her yoga instructor and talks about, you know, just as code talking to her. You know, of course, you have to have the gay best friend. Because I mean, and that was another thing. I'm like, God damn, movie! Do you want to check off every trope while you're sitting through it, here? It felt like such a movie and and not like a show at all. I mean, they, it seems like they tried really hard to to make it like every little part of the movie that needs to be there has to be there. Yeah, I, I just it, it really did bug me and. So by the time we get to the Joker stuff, which, I mean, seriously, it felt like its own mini-movie, you know, before we even get into the meat of the, of the story, um, Mark Hamill, man, God bless him, he did what he could with some of just really 
bad material, just bad lines. I um, I thought some of the lines he had when he initially shoots Batgirl, which by the way, even in the comic, it it's it's brutal when it happens in the comics. I remember I think I read this when I was nine, because you know my mom's like, oh, that's a Joker on the cover. How bad could it be? And I and I got it and read it and I go to her crying, she write it, and she's like, oh my god, why did I get you this? It's like, yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> but when it happens in the comic, it's brutal. When it happens here, it's really brutal. Um, the line that he delivers where he says, it's a shame that, uh, you know, it's I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, it's just a shame you won't get to see your dad at the carnival, but, you know, we don't have, like, a handicap ramp. I was like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like, like, it's such a dick move. Like, it's such a dick line. It just... Oh, he's definitely the highlight of this movie for me. Oh yeah, absolutely. And in in the graphic novel, I the one thing I, I I will definitely say about the graphic novel is that you just come away just hating the Joker in a way. You're like, all right, yeah, this guy, you know, I mean, he 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 kills people, obviously. <laughs> like he's not a good person by any means. But to make it this personal in the lengths he goes to with Commissioner Gordon, you're like, man, Batman, why don't you snap his neck and end this shit? It, 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 I hate that morality sometimes that they insert into Batman where it's like, you know, if you kill him, that means you're no better than he is. It's like, at this point, I kind of think you need to just put him down. And he did and, He did kill a couple people throughout this movie. I don't know if you know, like, some of the, oh, oh yeah. the weird creatures, even throughout that first part of the third act when he's going through the carnival... He definitely throws a few little monsters or little... I don't know what those things are. They don't really ever describe what they are. Um, I assume they're like little kids. And yeah. murders them on sharp spikes and down a pit. So yeah. I'm pretty yeah, sure you don't true. really survive that. So there's there's always... <laughs> you can always go through Batman and be like, oh yeah, you definitely have killed some people. So let's not try to be on our high horse about this one. And, yeah, and, and especially when Commissioner Gordon was like, hey, we need to play it by the book. Bring you, yeah. bring him in by the book. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard that one before. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, and the thing about the graphic novel too, is that it, it, and the movie here too, it shows that, yeah, when he like undresses her and takes pictures, it's just, it's just another level of, oh my god, you, you, you need to go, <laughs> like you really do, and so when they have their final confrontation, it should feel very intense, and I gotta be honest, man. It, it didn't for me. And, and look, I've read the graphic novel several times. I actually just read it about six months ago. Um, this this movie didn't have the emotional weight uh, that the graphic novel had for me. Uh, for what the stakes are, this should have felt more intense. And it just didn't for me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think that the most intense parts came with the Joker because he was so unpredictable. Um sort of like the little twist that they throw in there um, during the uh, prison scene when Batman goes to visit Joker. Um, I, I did enjoy that, but um, not a lot of emotional emotional ties to this one. I don't know if... Did it did it seem like longer than an hour to you? Because that it, it seemed like it was hour 15 runtime. It seemed like a regular, like, hour 45... Um, even maybe two-hour movie, and because it was broken up, it seemed like into those first the the first part dealing with and I got his name wrong before. Um, Paris is the 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 nephew's okay. name. 
um, that was all like its own, its own deal, and it kind of almost it, it essentially distracted me from you know what was what I wanted to see, which was the Joker, and I feel like it kind of was a letdown that way, but. The, the the Joker brought it with the creepiness for sure, and that's you know, that's really what I, what I look for in a in a good Joker is if they're willing to bring the creepy and uh, you you get to a point in this movie where you're like okay this guy is insane and I was kind of there's the the final scene um, kind of threw me off and. Uh, <laughs> I almost don't want to spoil it. No, no, we we said spoilers. Go so ahead. So they end up Joker cracks cracks a joke at the end and Batman um just busts up laughing and it's you know it's a it's like you know a bit of genius where Joker's point the whole time between them two is that they're both insane and Batman only shows it um, in a certain way, and he kind of takes the vigilante side, while Joker obviously takes the more criminal side to it. Uh, but it's just—it's it was—it was interesting that they they threw that in there while they're both laughing at the joke that uh, pretty pretty fucked up. Um, but I mean, it like I said, the Joker was the best part, and when the the scenes in which he was involved were the best part. But it didn't really didn't really make up for the entirety of the movie. Yeah, I I just I I, I wanted this. I really wanted this to, to be better than it was. I really did, and I think that's what what just kills me about it is that it's, it's based on such good source material and um and it just didn't hit for me uh, like it should have. Um, I will give Mark, Mark Hamill a huge amount of credit for the song because that's actually in the graphic novel, like kind of that like song and dance. And when that part comes on, I was just sitting in the theater shaking my head because like, God, you are such a fucking asshole. But but I'm kind of humming along. With it. Yeah, no, I mean, especially to, to to sing in that voice is that's got to be such a challenge. And to, he pulled it off. He, I mean, he he absolutely pulled it off. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, kudos to you, and uh, and we haven't talked about her, even though, again, what they wrote for her, I was not a fan of. Uh, Tara Strong, who's been voicing Batgirl uh, since the animated series, uh, she does a great job here uh, to to sexualize her. She's so hot too. But anyway, but uh, what what do I do? What the movie can do with Scott? <laughs> I but but uh, yeah, I, I man, I even initially when I left the theater, I remember. I had a couple, I had several people actually text me the next day, go, dude, that was a killing joke. And I was like, eh. <laughs> and that's how I really felt. You know, I wanted to give it a fair shake. So I, I you know, watched it again today. And yeah, I, I, man, I wanted this to be better. I really, really did. Um, damn it, DC, get it together. <laughs> I mean, your animated movies, that's what you usually just bat a thousand on. And yeah, this felt short for me. So. Uh, to get get into our final thoughts here. Um, oh, and by the way, the other thing before I get the, to my grade. Oh my god, the animation is horrible in this. Yeah, oh it, it, it seemed like it was. I couldn't tell if it was a throwback or if they just decided not to put a lot of money in the animation. So I don't know if they're trying to like match the animation, kind of like that 
graphic novel style, like from mm-hmm. the eighties. But then you know, there's cell phones in this, so I'm like, okay, it's right. clearly and taking place in the same period. There's a scene with a merry-go-round, and the merry-go-round is clearly CG, and it's like, what? Where you kind of have to draw a line, I feel, and they it didn't seem like, even with the throwback kind of feel to it, it didn't, you know, it, it didn't look look right. Yeah, so I don't know what they were trying to do, to be totally honest. But overall, man, just I, I was I was disappointed watching this. I I, I really was. So I, um, man, I, I gotta give this. Oh, I gotta give this. A, I'm gonna give this a C. Honestly, I, 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 you know, I, you know what, I will bump up to C plus just because I thought Mark Campbell did a really, and Kevin Conroy, their voice acting, and Tara Strong, their voice acting was good, but just the, some of the lines they had were not awesome, so, yeah, C plus for me. Uh, Scott, your final thoughts, sir? Yeah, I, coming into it as a bit of a, bit of a naivete, um, I, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> didn't really know what, where what plot or what plot or where they're going to pick up at in in this story so it was a bit of a surprise for me but just going into it and my overall experiences was kind of what you had already mentioned about the the actual images and the the graphics it it seemed like it was trying to be a throwback but it really failed at it and it didn't really draw me in like um, like I really wanted it to, um, especially with the first half of the movie, was just kind of, kind of boring, and I didn't really want to, I didn't really want care about that relationship, and it didn't seem like they were doing Batgirl justice. I I totally agree with you there. Um, overall, um, thought the Joker was, you know, it, it can't be a good <coughs> movie unless the Joker Joker is good, and especially when, it, when especially when it's the highlight. So. I think Mark Hamill did a great job. It was it just didn't seem like a very thought out movie overall. Um so I I totally agree with you. I gotta give it a C. It's just just very average for me. Yeah. So I man I, I, look and by the way, I, I know some people will be like, Oh what? Come on man. Uh watch Batman Assault on Arkham. That's the best Suicide Squad movie you'll see this year and that's animated. So watch that. That's really good. But yeah. Let, let me I, ask you the specifics of the movie. Do you know, um, this seemed like a little bit of a wider release than I see on most graphic uh, novels made in oh, movies. Yes. What what was the difference here? Why you? I wonder why they tried to really sell this one. Oh, I can tell you because The Killing Joke is regarded as one of the greatest graphic novels for, in comics history. Like, this has a huge following. It's still regarded by... Uh, by movie, uh, not movie fans, but by Batman fans, as as one of the definitive, uh, not only Batman movies, but close the closest thing you'll get to a Joker origin, <laughs> really, like a true origin. Which, by the way, I thought they did a good job at parts with that, and then other parts like where his wife dies. I thought that just fell flat. But um, yeah, I, wish I really wish they would have gotten into that a little bit more too. I I I was really. I, I wanted to know more about him. He's such an interesting character. Yeah. So, um, yeah, guys, I, 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 I'm sad because I bought my tickets and I was so pumped for this. I was like, hell yeah, freaking killing joke. And then, you know, I went and got my awful, awful afterwards because I was sad. <laughs> but <laughs> awful, awful makes everyone feel better. It, it's true. It does. If you've never had an awful, awful, get one, kids. But, um, 
But guys, what did you think of the killing joke? Definitely let us know in the comments here. Um, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter at jhunterrealpineapple. You can follow Scott Nearman on Twitter at... Newman the First. And you can follow us here on SoundCloud, the Real Pineapple 775. Uh, this week, we will have reviews up for uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I... N- I, I wish it was your life story, Scott, because I would... <laughs> but, Wait, did um, didn't write that about me? Yeah, 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 correct. <laughs> okay, good, all right. Okay. And then uh, we're going to talk about... Um, I actually wanted to go see see this, because I don't think anyone else is going to see this in our group, but I'm, um, I will review Cubo uh, in, in the Two Strings, because I really want to see that. And it's stop motion. I love those movies. So we'll have some reviews up for you guys this weekend. Uh, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.